3: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy, Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby A. Uh, taking you to eight o'clock tonight. And again, LSU Vanderbilt pregame at eight, tip off at eight thirty. Bob, a lot of stuff coming out of Lake Charles. That uh, the Pirate himself, Will Wade, may be the new coach at McNeese.
4: Well, uh, listen, I think that'd be a no-brainer for McNeese not to hire Will Wade. I mean, what Will Wade? Uh, Now, what he got in trouble for uh, is now legal, and now he shouldn't have been on the phone, whatever, and all that. But Will Wade at McNeese, Mike, uh, uh, McNeese—they trying to win in basketball, so Will Wade at Uh, McNeese—that's a big upgrade. Uh, I don't know how no I don't know how long Will Wade would uh, stay there. He ain't gonna be that long. But I think, <laughs> I think will, he'll win and then he, no, no, that's exactly. a platform I, to get himself back as a head coach. I think Will Wade will have success at McNeese and have immediate success. I'm talking about um, whether it's a year, two years, whatever it might be, that he will have success. I think Will Wade's that good of a coach and that it'd be in McNeese's best interest to hire him.
3: And I, and I think that uh, that's probably what's going to happen. I think they're closing in on if they're going to get a deal done. I think they're closing in on it pretty quickly. Bob, uh, your thoughts uh, with Taysom Hill? I think the experiment at tight end, I think, is over with now. I think he he's going to play that running back position, or he's going to play that you know gadget sort of quarterback yeah. where he's in a power run, but. The, the spot of playing tight end, I think that's over with now. I think he's yeah. either going to be a running back or he's going to play out of that gadget situation, well, runner quarterback.
4: Well, when you look at it, and you could put Taysom Hill, even because I think he has this skill set, even though as well as he runs, he could still be a pass-receiving running back. You know I utilize the tight end position as a pass receiver, but you could do that as a hybrid like an back So let's say you have different formations. You have the tight end. You might have the H-back on the wing. You could do different routes out of that. And then also from the running back position, uh, running back, then you're the quarterback, a wildcat. Uh, We all know the power runs the Saints have done. No, Taysom Hill runs like a running back. He can run around you. He can run over you. And I think as far as purely as the tight end, as far as stretching the field – that's maybe asking a little too much. But as far as a pass-receiving running back, what about running swing routes, hitting him in the flat? You get one-on-one matchups, and he makes that individual defender miss. Then look where you're at. And as far as still maybe asking him to block, I'm not necessarily asking him to pass block. But let's say you're trying to set the edge. I think he's learned enough. If he had the tight end, if he was the H-back on the wing, maybe to, uh, to seal the deal. And to help another running back, there's so many different things you could do without having Taysom Hill. And I'm telling you that uh, if the Saints don't want to take care of Taysom Hill, I know Sean Payton will. Yeah, the Saints uh, are going to take care of No, they
3: have to. Taysom they have Hill. to. They're, they, they're, they're Look how Taysom
4: Hill, the difference he made in the red zone and how they closed out games and the impact. Even if you can make an impact, let's say... You break it down in quarters. Even though we play 17 games, I still view it as 16. So, like four, 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 and four. Okay? Taysom Hill seems like every season right now, Mike, and he's still relatively healthy coming into this uh, season, that it's four games. And you know what? When the game's all said and done, you know what? Taysom Hill's a big reason why we won that game. Whether you're in the red zone, they know we're running, or you're trying to run out the clock because you have the lead, whatever. And they still can't stop you. No, Taysom Hill as a running back makes too much sense. Now, you're not going to uh, pound them uh, 30, 25 to 30 times between the guard tackle gap constantly, but you pick and choose when you call plays. You get his hands on the ball. Especially it,
3: in the red zone.
4: Right. And out the backfield or, you know, those power runs. Like, okay, so what if you. Uh, Look, we had him at the tight end position, but he lined up at quarterback. So what if we change it now to running back and he lined up at quarterback? So you call him the Wildcat and you still run the power plays? It doesn't matter. We just want the production to continue with Taysom Hill delivered.
3: His strength is as a runner.
4: Yes. Man, and, and so my thing
3: he's is, a beast. I'm going to have him touch the football if it's eight times a game, runner-receiver, like, eight I, to nine. I, I is like gonna it eight to 12. I yeah. like
4: it eight to 12. Yeah, I think he's on that level. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big
3: 870, and NFL Network analyst Greg Rosenthal will be with us right
1: after this break on the Big 870. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Greg Rosenthal from the NFL Network, NFL.com. Greg, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How's it going, guys? We're doing great. Greg, uh, your thoughts on the Saints picking up Derek Carr? Certainly now, the well at the present. He's the best quarterback in the NFC South. And with the defense, if you can keep a lot of those pieces in place, uh, this team's early favorite uh, to, to win the NFC South.
2: Well, very early. You know, yeah. I, I want to see what happens. Especially with the Saints over the next few weeks, although all these teams are, are mysteries to me. The Bucks are in, in a really tough spot, yep. but you know, I think the, I think the Saints have defensive issues to work on. Certainly, their defensive line. Uh, we'll see what they do with receiver if, if they uh, end up keeping Michael Thomas. So, you know, just adding Derek Carr to me doesn't uh, turn them into a ten eleven win team. I, I'm curious how they're going to manage the salary cap and, and everything else, but they always find a way.
4: You know, uh, Greg, uh, I just look at it, and I've said this. Uh, look, I, I was an Andy Dalton fan. A lot of people not Andy Dalton, but I just looked at how he played. I said, uh, he's not going to help you uh, win anything. Uh, great fourth quarter qu- uh, comebacks, how Derek Carr has had. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, just watching every game, the Saints being 7-10, and 10, uh, Andy Dalton made enough plays to be 10-7. and seven as far as catching the football, whatever. So when I I break it all down that way, uh, I think Derek Carr can be uh, a difference maker because he's never played with a top-20 defense, I think. And I'll look at all those fourth-quarter comebacks. But uh, when I look at what could be significant is that, uh, Greg, what is your take on, like, Michael Thomas? Do you think Michael Thomas maybe would be willing to, to come back to Saint, uh, with the Saints? Because he did, I think, tweet out there. He said, thank you, Jesus, when we got Derek Carr. So <laughs> so, uh, would it be like maybe uh, that I, I do a one-year it deal with a lot of incentives and come back to New Orleans? Because, uh, boy, talk about hell when he's well. Michael Thomas has been unbelievable in a Saints uniform.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a shame to see him play for another team and and if he can ever stay healthy. You can't count on him, but if he's willing to do an incentive-laden deal, it sounds like those two sides are talking. I think that's positive. Look, I like some of the young players. I think they found something with Rasheed Chahid. I think he's a good role player. I I think Juwan Johnson is a good role player. I I love Olave. I might have voted him rookie of the year. So they they have some pieces there. Uh, it's funny. I know they're they're counting on that defense to be great. I know Dennis Allen is. That's that's honestly where I have more questions this offseason just in terms of what they're going to do uh, and who they're going to pick up in
3: drafts. Especially a defensive tackle, Greg. They've got yep. one guy under contract today. The one team in the NFC South that seemingly has a lot of pieces in place is Carolina. Uh, they could still use another speed receiver, another guy – say opposite Burns uh, on defense but what they they can't go into this season with Sam Darnold uh, as the starter. They have to make a move somewhere either to pick up a veteran. Now if you have spent a first round pick on a quarterback in this year's draft other than Bryce Young, man you rolling it because you're not real sure about any of these guys.
2: Yeah, I think they're a candidate to trade up. Now it's tricky to trade up as far as they would need to, maybe from their spot if they wanted Bryce Young. Uh, But they could fall in love with C.J. Stroud. You certainly have people that love uh, Richardson. That feels like the route they're going. I just don't understand why they aren't the team that's getting into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. And there's been some reporting that they won't, but I don't necessarily trust all that. I think if a team is going to do this, it's going to come from ownership, and they're going to stay quiet about it. And the teams I looked at right off the bat for Watson were the ones that didn't get – I mean, for uh, Lamar Jackson were the ones that didn't get Watson. And that that was New Orleans. We We know they're settled. And the Falcons say they're out of it. That doesn't make sense to me. But the Carolina Panthers, I'm with you, are better candidates to go for it and to win this year because they have good line play. I like their defensive line. I like their offensive line right now.
4: Yeah, now particularly uh, when teams, Judy, were trying to run the ball at the end of the season, they were still able to run. Uh, I've always been a D.J. Moore fan, a wide receiver. So I'll look at Carolina. Yeah, the quarterback can make all the difference in the world. And, uh, Greg, speaking of making all the difference in the world – I think we kind of took this for granted uh, before last season, the stability that Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams brought uh, to the safety position. You know, when you look at the Saints, they're going at three or four years, definitely a top-ten defense, uh, hovering around like top five. But uh, we didn't get it done in September, and I think that was Achilles' heel, but then we got it done defensively on the back end. I'm interested to see uh, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, where he's at, and then even Marcus May, even Marcus May, who they brought over from the Jets, that they need that quality safety play because you kind of take it for granted when you look at the safety position with the rules and what they ask you to do, whether you're in the box or whether you deep middle or whether you maybe maybe uh, having to guard a slot receiver. I think that is something that, as Saints fans, we've taken for granted how good Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams was. And now we saw maybe a little lacking in even open field tackling what you had from Marcus May and Tyron Matthew.
2: Well, I'll tell you who is a good tackler is Chauncey Gardner Johnson and they, they didn't yes, they right. gave <laughs> him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And <clears throat> he he's available in free agency. There's some I know they're they're obviously not getting him, but there are some good safeties available. It's hard for me to imagine them spending a lot, but even like a lower uh middle tier third safety slash flat corner type. It's actually one of the positions that you you can get in free agency. There's a lot of off-ball linebackers There's a lot of good candidates, I think, for backup running backs, uh, which I think they could use uh, a second running back, especially with Alvin Kamara maybe being suspended. Alexander Madison from Minnesota was a backup who I think is a good player, but
3: there's other
1: good players out there.
3: Greg, let let me throw this into that. They really liked Madison when he came out of Boise State. Mm. They were going to pick him. The Vikings jumped him. But that, they That's had their eyes on him, uh, that they really liked him as a player, and, and they, they thought he would last to where they selected, but Vikings got him ahead of
2: them. He reminds me of uh, different backup running backs throughout the years that they didn't get a great chance in their first spot because they were behind a great runner. A guy like a Chester Taylor bat, you know, in Minnesota. Just different guys who, who aren't going to blow the doors off you but could go get 1,000 yards for you if you need it. And, and they'll definitely need it. I, I think they want someone to pair with Kamara.
4: Now, uh, you know, Greg, when you look at um, expectations, it's amazing. Uh, when you look at, like, everyone, you know, obviously the hot topic, Aaron Rodgers, where is he going to end up? And then, uh, you know, it could be uh, – look at the Jets or what's going to come about. But, uh, you know, primarily we focus on the NFC, and then you look at the 49ers and you look at the Eagles, then you look – it's kind of all all muddled uh, when you look at all the other NFC teams. Do you think the 49ers can stand pat and say we're going with the great team we have to win now, and I've said this before, Greg, to win now because it's not necessarily the day and age we live in. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out of nowhere with Tom Brady, won the Super Bowl. You look at uh, the Rams, the aggressive nature they had when they got Matthew Stafford. Now they had the worst record post-Super Bowl this past season. So how, how can the 49ers have this great roster? What, are we going to trust Trey Lance? I don't know. Can, can he play? I mean, uh, they can't go with Brock Purdy. He's hurt. I mean, who knows who would win that job. So I just look at the 49ers where they're at. Now, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, I understand that. But the 49ers, how can they stand pat and maybe not make a phone call to Tom Brady? Now you might say, I don't know, Tom Brady doesn't look like he's retired to me. Tom Brady or even like the Dolphins, his kids are in Miami. Do you think Tom Brady's retired? And and Do you think the 49ers could afford to stand pat and just go with Trey Lance?
2: I hope he's retired because I'm a recovering Patriots fan. I don't want it to get up here. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the 49ers could be, and there was some reporting about this just today, uh, a dark horse for Lamar Jackson that they're having some conversations, which which would be fascinating.
4: Yes, I mean Lamar Jackson. You put Lamar Jackson the 49ers, uh, they're super bowl favorites to me. Uh, I've been mean, listen. But then
3: you got to justify all those picks you gave up for Lance. And I did hear John Lynch's press conference talking about finances. And and I get it because I think that they're going to have leaks all over. I'm not worried about about
4: 2024. I want to win now. You bring Lamar to the 49ers now with that roster? Come on. I mean, how, how can you not win?
2: Right, you probably send Trey Lance to Baltimore in that deal, so at least you can justify he helped you get him. Although you'll have to send some some picks. Yeah, extra picks. Right, right. I'm with you, though, on what you're kind of putting out, though, is is that I'm not totally convinced either that they're just going to roll with Purdy and Lance. And so there's a few teams over the next couple weeks, really this next week, that – I'm just keeping an eye on that they could make some surprising moves. Atlanta's another team that they're sitting on a pile of cap space. Yep. They they need to win. Terry Fontenot's been there for yes. two years. This is his third year. And so I'm just curious what they're going to do. It might be something like Ryan Tannehill making a trade for him that's not as exciting. But I, I'm looking at them as a team that – Going to make some noise because they're looking at this division as, as a division that's up for the taking, too. I can't imagine they'll just go with Desmond. Well, well
4: and, you know, Greg, I look at because I was there, I did the radio for seven years in Atlanta. You know, Paul's career going from Chris Chandler to Michael Vick. And I can tell you, if you get Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, it's the second coming of Michael Vick. They're going to treat him like a, a, a movie star, like they treated the Atlanta Braves players. When they were always winning. Uh, no, Bob uh, should know no, he was uh, there. Hey, I was all neighbors who <laughs> were like with Tom Glavin, you know, Greg Maddox, Chipper Jones, and all oh my. you about rock stars. Hey, if you played with the Falcons or Hawks, it didn't even matter. Well, like, what? That doesn't even count. No, that's why and I mean. And
3: Dominique Wilkins was there yeah, at yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, I'm
4: telling you, Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, uh, the, uh, i I don't know why uh, Mr. Fondo has not even approached it. Maybe they approach it that behind the scenes and we and don't just, know. And just, I don't want to say yeah, anything. Yeah, but, but uh, to me, that would be a no-brainer.
2: Yeah, don't give them any ideas. I I, uh, I think they are the most logical team. I think they're great so too. in that offense. It's a running team, but they really put it out there strong through their reporters. Not not only did that, their team website actually retweeted one of the reports that's, <laughs> that's like, right. we're not going for Lamar. I think all the Falcons fans were like, go get Lamar, and they were trying to get him off their back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Greg, uh, your thoughts on the reports out west that the Rams have shot Matthew Stafford? Um, And I know it's it's, it's a big number, uh, but, man, you talk about a team imploding. Uh, all across the board here. And I'm not real sure Stafford's
4: healthy. I like Matthew honest. Stafford, but he's damaged goods. He, and listen, I, I I love Matthew Stafford. Coming from the Lions to the Rams, winning a Super Bowl, so they reap the benefits there. But, but I think, isn't his back all jacked up? I think and he's damaged goods.
2: Well, his elbow was the problem last year, too. He had the back injury. Well, so that's a concern. Uh, the Rams are my home team, essentially, now my local team at least. And <laughs> I did some digging before and after on this. I don't believe this report. It was from Michael Lombardi, who's been right sometimes, been wrong sometimes. I know that teams have called them about Matthew Stafford. But if you look at the way his contract is structured, and then you look at the way they spoke today, uh, they said very clearly, we are building this thing around him, Donald, and Cup. They're not totally blowing it up. Those three guys are staying. That's everything I heard privately and when they are very strident, when they are very clear about something, they they are truthful, I've found. They have not led me wrong. So they've said that Stafford's going to be there. I believe that some teams have called about him, but I don't think he's going
3: anywhere. Greg, uh, the, the buzz, uh, and we see it maybe in, in 25 years, maybe three or four players about Caleb Williams. Oh, oh yeah, And he won't be available until 2024 draft. But I can count on probably four fingers over the last 20 years, people buzzing about a quarterback that's still in college like they are with Caleb Williams, basically in your backyard. The thoughts of Caleb Williams because the, the compass. is –
4: Everybody is compared him to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they're like the second coming of Mahomes. But he's had more accomplishments in college than what Mahomes did. Versus Texas Tech, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What he did at Oklahoma and USC, yes, of course. uh, He's an amazing player. You
2: just hope hope nothing goes wrong at this point because he just combines it all. I think the thing that separates Mahomes is, you know, he's a quick learner and he's got the mind along with the physical skills. And I think Caleb Williams shows that, that he's – He's a real natural quarterback, but the physical skills are obvious. Uh, you know, he, as long as he doesn't play Tulane, he's almost unstoppable.
3: <laughs> no, Tulane couldn't <laughs> stop him either. Well, well, their well, defense is well, so damn true. bad.
4: Yeah, yeah. Hey, they got the win. They got yeah, got, win. The w, they got the W, brother. But now, uh, you know, Greg, when you look at um, like uh, expectations and um, and where we're at right now, uh, going forward, obviously. You know, you have the senior bowl, you have the combine, and then uh, you, you're going into the draft. Uh, what would be one shocking move that I think is going to catch everyone's attention? If you look in your crystal ball and you're just guessing, you just speculating, it might not happen, but what do you think could maybe come about that everybody's going to go, whoa, did you see what just happened?
2: Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, a big name that could get traded uh, that you don't see coming. I, the Jalen Ramsey stuff has been out there. I think the yeah. Patriots are a team that could really? dive into the Jalen Ramsey. F- for Jalen. Yep.
3: Okay, that's interesting. I think they're.
2: I think Bill Belichick's impatient at this point. They got a lot of cap space. They spent a lot of money a couple of years ago. Now they've reloaded it. Like I think they're going to be swimming in the deep end. Whether it's Orlando Brown whether it's Jalen Ramsey, those are a couple names. Uh, I do think we see uh, Rodgers going to the Jets. That's, that's not a huge surprise. Um, but I, I think you'll see a lot of trades over the next week. Uh, we've really seen trades picking up uh, because there's more cap space out there. We'll see if the Saints get involved with it too. But it's a lot more trades and a lot less free agent moves.
4: Now, Greg, I trust your opinion uh, because uh, you're on a national level. Aaron Rodgers you bring up to the Jets. Now, it's kind of like I brought this up about three hours ago. We've been on the radio forever. So uh, I, I look at, <laughs> I look at like, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it was right here in New Orleans with Lynn Dawson, Hank Stram. He was my neighbor when he came from the Chiefs uh, to New Orleans, and we'd hang out I'd go drink coffee with him. We'd all tell old war stories. And he talked about when they beat the Vikings and Joe Cap. He was mic'd up <laughs> and everything. Everyone's all excited. And then they won a Super Bowl Till 50 years later, half a century, and then I look at the Jets and Joe Willie Namath and how boisterous he was, and what if Aaron Rodgers would go to the Jets, and I'm not talking about Brett Favre-like, have a winning season, but truly turn around in this competitive ASC and represent the Jets in the Super Bowl and would win after half a century, over 50-plus years? They might build a statue of Aaron Rodgers at the Jets complex. Oh yeah, what? They might,
2: they might just change the whole Empire State Building to the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Building. It, they would go crazy, and I think he would love that challenge. Oh, would he? I think it. Yeah, I think I think he would look at it kind of like Peyton Manning in Denver and Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and. And it's an all-time great who wants a new challenge, and they get a bump from it. I think it's a good system, and I think they have some good young receivers. I like Elijah Moore. I love Garrett Wilson, Um, and they have a good defense. I I wouldn't make them the Super Bowl favorite, not with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow still there. But But they have a chance. It'd It'd be fun. And I was there when Brett Favre beat the Patriots as a member of the Jets, and I think at that point they were like, 10-4, 10-3, 10-4, and 10-3, and, and we were thinking they might be a Super Bowl team, and he hurt his elbow the next week. And, then and they fell, down, fell apart, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: They fell apart, yeah. Greg, uh, the thoughts of the Buffalo Bills, man, that's a lot of people that think, man, that window of opportunity yeah. is still there, but, but it's, it's closed. Yeah, It's closing. That this team had a couple chances, didn't get it done there. Uh, man, there's – Holes uh, certainly along the offensive line. They don't have a feature running back. And now is starting to open up on defense. Uh, That's where I, you know, you look at the Jets with a really good young team that they're not paying a lot of people a lot of money. Aaron Rodgers, now how long he's going to last there. But that, you know, you think about they could well supplement the Bills as the top team in the AFC East.
2: They would be close. I, you know, I'm kind of like how Joe Burrow said, you know, the Super Bowl window's open as long as I'm here. Right, yeah, I'm right. Josh Allen too. You know, I, I think Josh Allen's that good. Where they're at least in the mix as one of the four or five teams that's got a chance. And uh, and I and I really respect that coaching staff, their front office. They need to do a little better on their draft picks. So uh, you're right. I think Rodgers and the Jets they would have a shot. But man, the AFC's loaded. I think oh, the NFC goodness. is the better yeah. place to be.
3: Yeah, and, and if you're yeah, in the yeah, NFC, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and then you could may- maybe have a pick no. of five or six other guys that you could put in the two spot to the seven spot.
4: Well, that, 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 that's why we're stroking Derek Carr with the Saints. I mean, okay, right. uh, you, you look at, like, just from a team perspective, you look at the Eagles and you look at the 49ers. Everybody else is kind of, like, like, okay, you look at Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. As they, 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 the NFL record. They had uh, 11 games they won by one score. They're not going to do that again. The Saints lost like in England by double doink against the Vikings. And I, I, so I look at all that. Well, but, but I was Greg, there for that. I was there oh, what, for that. Greg game. was there. Whoa. I, I'm, I'm looking at that. So uh, that's why it's so wide open. Now, looking at still the quarterback position and you look at roster, I look at. The Miami Dolphins, and how aggressive. They got in trouble for this. They're going to have to Sean Peyton and Tom Brady. How can they stand Pat with going with Tua? I don't know. You hit him in the head again, he might you know, they might have to just put him away. He, he got to go. might
3: have to retire.
4: Yes. I mean, so I don't know. Uh, see, to me, the Dolphins haven't accomplished as much as the 49ers. But I look at their roster. I look at the Dolphins and look at the 49ers. And
3: now with Vic Fangio coaching the defense.
4: I know Vic knows what the hell he's doing. He coached the Dawn Patrol, Ricky Jackson, Pat Swilling, outside linebackers. I know he knows what he's doing. No matter where he's coaching the defense, very similar to Wade Phillips, they've been outstanding. So I look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins can't be counting on just Tua to be the guy. Uh, What direction do you think they might go, Greg.
2: Yeah, they're they're another team, and I know they're throwing it out there that they wouldn't be involved, but (laughs) Lamar is from Miami, Miami, and uh, they have ownership who, as you mentioned, is so aggressive that they lost their first-round draft pick uh, because of it, but that's what it comes down to sometimes is these owners getting involved and making it happen. That's how Kevin Durant ended up on the Suns, and I, I could see him getting involved in, in the Lamar sweepstakes here. Otherwise, they don't really – it'd be hard to find a clear upgrade. There's good backup quarterbacks out there uh, this offseason, some of your former Saints like Teddy and, and Andy Dalton, but that's not going to move the needle for you to have a good backup. And, and otherwise, it's hard to upgrade from Tua. I think Tua's a good player. Uh, the only way you do it is with a real star, and that's what Lamar Jackson would be.
3: Greg, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Always great insights.
2: Thanks, Greg. Great talking to you guys. Appreciate it.
3: Thanks so much. That was Greg Rosenthal. You see him on the NFL Network. Also writes for NFL.com. And, Bob, when we come back... Somebody we know pretty well, uh, Ms. on plazon has uh, stepped down as the uh, Nickel State women's basketball head coach. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it when we get back here on The Big 870.
0: When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Pure Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA. Up 14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything PureO Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear and Bob, uh, after 15 seasons, uh, somebody we know pretty well, Ms. Doobie, plays on us stepped down as the head coach of the Nichols State University women's basketball team Uh um, you know, her, her daughter Teresa, a uh, great player at Vanderbilt, and then goes on to LSU. And then they. she was part of a uh, WNBA championship team last year. Um, and, and you – uh, Followed a son because uh, yeah. Bo was uh, uh Was that uh, uh, University of New Orleans?
4: Uh, yeah, is, is he is he still playing or is he in Europe? I think he's in Europe. He... I think he's okay, playing yeah, in Europe. Yeah, so okay. uh,
3: Doobie steps down after 15 seasons at Nichols State University as the women's basketball coach.
4: Well, and then you look at um, uh, her, her daughter was uh, – Teresa, and, yeah, in the WNBA, Yay, and part of a world championship, championship team. Team, yeah. so uh, no, that that's good stock. That's good stock there, and um, boy, but uh, you know, uh, whenever you know, you put your heart and soul in any job or anything. In and fifteen
3: you know, seasons as a coach is long, man. That's yeah, an eternity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in today's world, it really is.
4: No, so, I'm not saying she's Jim Baham. Uh You know what? Uh, at no, June, that's
3: but, that's. I don't think you're going to see that match.
4: No, no, you you, you won't see that any. To my to me, in the future, you'll never see. A coach lasts as long as At Jim the same Mayhom, school. At, like like at Syracuse with Jim Bayhound.
3: I agree with you. We'll be back to finish it up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on Sports Talk <laughs> on the Big 870. Saints fan, if you want to get to know the new quarterback for the Saints, Derek Carr, you've got to listen to WWL Saturday at noon. Noon to 2. Bobby, Haas, and Geller, they're going to be broadcasting live from the Saints headquarters. The Saints – First press conference featuring Derek Carr. And so you can hear that also an exclusive interview with Derek Carr right here on the Big 870 Saturday, noon to two on Saints Radio, WWL, and also streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Bob, you yeah. want to answer somebody on well, the well, text? Well, well, line. Well,
4: the thing is, I, I don't know where this cat's coming from. Uh, this is from uh, 7853. Bobby's a hypocrite. First, he was on Winston talking about. Give him a chance. He's the guy. He wanted the job in training camp, and then all of a sudden, if what he said at the beginning of the year, okay, okay, I don't know. He, he, did you take English? Did you? You got to write a proper sentence or something. But I think what he's trying to say that uh, with Jameis Winston in training camp, that uh, he's the guy. Uh, give him a chance. He won the job in training camp. No, I did not say what I did say. If they were grading every practice, Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton in training camp.
3: And listen, I, I was uh, with m- him every uh, day. Uh, no. Bobby was the only person there, th- only person and that tell- said that he thought uh, Andy Dalton played every bit as good as Jameis Winston well, in the you, practice session. If you're sessions.
4: grading every practice and seeing, if you don't know who's who, Okay, who won the job? Who was the better quarterback? Now, you thought Winston was going to be the guy. Yes, I thought Jameis, because Andy Dalton humbled himself. I'm the backup quarterback. I'm going to wait for my opportunity if, uh, if Jameis Winston gets hurt. But Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton in training camp. So, 78-53. Uh, and then he said, uh, Wilson was the guy he would have wanted in training camp He well, Who's Wilson. I don't know. He said, well, look, look, look at Winston. his sentence. Like, uh, Wilson was the guy. Meant,
3: I think he means Winston.
4: Uh, he would have wanted and training camp. He did went in training camp. I don't know if Bobby, uh, what he'd be never remember uh, what he said beginning of the year. Uh, come on, dude. Uh, that's uh, coherent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's incoherent. I mean, uh, well, you got to say what you're trying to say. But uh, you, uh, listen, uh, did you go to school? Hope you did. Uh, but I did not say that. Listen. The bottom line is, Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton in training camp. That's what happened.
3: All right, LSU basketball coming up pregame at eight, eight thirty. LSU Vanderbilt. Bobby ended for us
4: tonight. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints.